0: girl, did you place your workhorse Pyrex casserole dish under the broiler and it shattered into a million little pieces? Did some bitch park in your favorite parking space at Target this week? Did you go to Target and buy everything in that fucking store except for the deodorant that you've needed for the past two fucking weeks? Are you told that you swear just a little bit too much? Well, take a seat, my friend, because you have come to the right place. My name is H.A., your Minnesota BFF. You didn't know you needed me, but you sure are fucking glad that you found me. I suppress my feelings like the best of them, and swearing is my fucking love language. Welcome to the Maybe Swearing Helps podcast. In February, we focus on women's hearts, but this month isn't just for me. It's for my dad, too. 20 years ago, I was in college in Ladysmith, Wisconsin. I called home to talk to my dad. My sister answered. She said, he's sleeping. I pleaded with her to wake him up so I could talk to him. She was persistent and uttered, dad isn't here. He's in the hospital. My heart sank and I hung up. When I finally got through to my mom, she told me it didn't look good. His heart was sick. I took to my knees and prayed with every fiber I had. I asked God to spare my father's life. At 19, I couldn't imagine a world without my father. I needed him at my side to tell me that this too shall pass. My rock was fading and all we could do was fucking pray and wait. When my dad arrived at Mayo, he had a survival score of zero. His heart was beating so fast it just fluttered in his chest. Congestive heart failure and aortic fibrillation was to blame. The doctors prepared my mama for the worst. She lied like all mothers do and told us he was going to be all right. I was a mess and I couldn't think straight in class. My body was in Wisconsin, but my heart was in Minnesota. Two weeks later, that zero walked out of the front doors of St. Mary's and he never looked back. Today, February 8th, marks his 20th survivor anniversary. With every beat of his heart, he steals time from the sandman, and he keeps death at bay. We know each day isn't spoken for, and the only the good Lord knows if he will see the next sunrise. He lives with faith in his heart and appreciates every second of his borrowed time. Borrowed years are a gift. My father has lived to see his daughter graduate from college. He was the proudest father in the arena. He walked his daughters down the aisle and held me as I cried into his shoulder on the day I found, my, found out my son had died. He picked up the pieces after our divorces and was the glue that our hearts needed. He stood by my side as I fought for my life, and he put his arm around me when we found out that I inherited his heart. I watched him hold his second and third-born grandchild for the very first time while mourning the loss of his first, fourth, and fifth grandsons. He is the ultimate road trip companion and dinner buddy. As long as a ride is involved, he's game. Borrowed time is all but rosy. My father looked on as doctors fought to save my life. Blood clots are no joke. And strokes, they're even worse. He taught me how to inject myself with blood thinners. Make sure you clean the area real good, he said. Little by little, I got stronger, and I never looked back. My dad's face lit up when he saw me on a billboard in a TV commercial promoting heart health. He tearfully watched the video of my speech in Washington, D.C. His surviving heart was so very proud. Those teary eyes looked on as I strutted down the runway to share my story at a fashion show. All because his heart saved mine. My father's heart saved mine. If it weren't for his broken heart, I never would have gotten involved with the American Heart Association. If I hadn't gotten involved, I would never have learned that women have different symptoms than men and that cardiac events can happen at any age. In one moment, one very brief moment, I became the very survivor I advocated for, and I never looked back. Because of my father, I am alive today. Because he lived, his heart saved mine. Because of his heart and the research they are conducting, my future looks so fucking bright that I'm going to need shades. I followed in my father's footsteps. He was 50 when his heart gave out. I was 34 when I was diagnosed with stage 1 congestive heart failure. I was moved to stage 2 after his second sudden cardiac arrest. I am not afraid to tread down this path, for I know having high levels of C-reactive protein is no longer a death sentence. It allows us to go boldly into the night and wake up to a beautifully painted sunrise a beautifully painted sunrise that my dad prepared for me for the past 20 years he has been a research patient at the Mayo Clinic and my oh my have they learned so very much from him knowledge that wasn't available 20 years ago is now extending my life life and the lives of others we now know that children of parents who had a sudden cardiac arrest may follow in their footsteps. When my dad had his second in 2020, my cardiologist sat down and said, we need to plan for internal cardiac defibrillator. The plan is to have it implanted when I'm 45, which is five years prior to the age. My dad had his first sudden cardiac arrest. I pray each day that this device is never needed, but grateful to have the insurance policy under my skin. February 8th is a day of celebration, a celebration of a life well-lived on borrowed time. My dad and I are thick as thieves. Many fathers have told me, when my daughters grow up, I hope I can have the relationship with them like you have with your dad. My dad and I have a special bond. He knows me in and out. He's seen me on my worst days and laughed with me on my best days. He believed in me when no one else did. He was that force that pushed me when I didn't think I could go on. He knows how to center me and when to just let me be mad. We all know when I get mad, I take down names and get fucking shit done. I can tell him my vision or design element that I want, and he says, yep, and weeks later he'll call, I have a out or I think I found what you wanted. He gets me like no one else does. The best gift I can give to him is a day well spent. Road trips are plenty. We may get lost, but it's on the roads less traveled that we find our best adventures. He's not as spry as he once was, yet he does everything in his power to keep up with me. Whether it's walking a trail or strolling through a flea market, he takes a break, leans on his cane with a smile, and says, go ahead, Manny, I'll catch up. I treasure these moments and the days, for I know this season will not last. Each year, he gets a little older. In my mind, it settles on the fact that even though I want him to, my dad will not live forever. His heart had one job to do, and that was to save mine, and save it, it did. Here's to 20 more years filled with laughter, good wine, adventure, and hopefully, Lord willing, a grandbaby that he will get to hold. Hey friends, thanks so much for choosing this podcast to listen to. I know that your time is precious and I hope that you laughed. I hoped you learned something new or at least you found me slightly entertaining. Because if you don't find me slightly entertaining, well at least you can go find me dancing awkwardly in public with a cotton candy duck over on TikTok. Yes, I am on TikTok. You can search for Ninja in the City If you don't want to see me dancing awkwardly, you can go on over to swearinghelps.com to find out more about this episode, past episodes. And if you would like to connect, if you have a topic or a question, you can go ahead and email, the email has changed, bearwilltravel at gmail.com. I hope all of you have an incredible week and I look forward to connecting with you.